You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is time for American Winer Wednesday evening here on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? My guest tonight, joining us from uh, New Albany, Indiana, which is across, just across the Ohio River from Louisville, uh, Mr. Jerry McAvoy. Jerry, how you doing, man? I am doing well, except for the fact that it's allergy season here in the Ohio Valley. How we, about yourself? I, I am okay. It's funny you mention that because we were just, me and uh, Kate were just talking about allergy season. Kate is afraid she's going to die, so... I'm okay, but Kate is looking pretty rough. It's barely starting. I'm already miserable. Like, just put me out of my misery now. I walked in oh, well, today. How are you as well, Kate? Thank you. <laughs> I walked in today, Jerry, and, and she's sitting at at the, on, in the uh, reception area, and she's she just got this look on her face. And I just sit down. I don't say anything for the first like five minutes because I'm like, okay, is something wrong. And then I I was like, oh no, it's just she's just, it's just her allergies. So yeah, I just I can't yeah, see. So how, are you are you flaring up, man? Dude, I'm sitting I'm sitting next to like five empty Kleenex boxes. I went through like a roll of toilet paper one night because I didn't feel like getting up, going to the store. Like, oh man, it's hell. One of those. I, I went through I went through the first three days. That's always the worst. So now I'm just riding the I'm riding the surf out. Well, you sound fine, so I wouldn't worry about that. Oh, well, I'm putting on my customer service voice. It's something <laughs> I learned. It's something I learned in business. Much appreciated, man. Uh, I'll start off by saying, uh, just telling everybody, giving everybody a little background on how I, how we met. Um, you, uh, I was introduced to you through Franz Vorenkamp, who's been on the show a couple times now. And uh, I met you at G-Fest, which is the Godzilla convention, way back in mm-hmm. 2007. And then we've just kind of seen each other randomly. The last time, though, we were just talking about it was way back in 2010, uh, just hanging out um, at uh, Franz's at the time he was living with his mom. And, uh, yeah, right. When I wish I remembered the name of that Lincoln Park album, A Thousand Sons. Yeah, we were we were uh, driving around listening to A Thousand Sons and partaking in certain substances. And uh, and yeah, it was a good time. It's still I, illegal in my state. That's right. Yeah, it's it's legal here now. But we uh, I I don't do it anymore. I I uh, I, I quit about you know, several years ago. Just uh, I think. Oh my God! Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. You know, just I think the older you get, you know, it it gets old. Your consciousness expands about as far as it's going to go, and you're you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I can't believe it's been. I mean, nine years. It'll be nine years because that was September 2010. I remember. And uh, Jesus. Yeah, and you've been up to quite a bit, man. So we're gonna we're gonna get into all that. Um, I'll start off just by asking you, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Like, where did you grow up and, and, uh, where were you born and, and all that good stuff? Uh, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky in or around, it might've been on the Indiana side. That's kind of a stigma around here for people. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I went to school in a little place called Sellersburg, which is right next to New Albany, which is right next to Louisville. They're all, it's just a small little urban place in the middle of the cornfield state in the Midwest. Uh, things were things were pretty normal mom was a mom was a critical care nurse and dad was a welder uh they were both pretty cool uh nothing horrible happened in my early days thank god well that's good to hear um what uh are you an only child yes okay uh so you grew up in what was it sellersville is what it was yeah sellersburg yeah oh sellersburg okay and what were you like into like what did you what did you spend your time doing as a kid uh, as a kid, uh, I played a lot of video games, watched a lot of Godzilla movies. 
All right. <laughs> past, past, past that, I'm not sure if I really did anything else. Uh, what kind of a student were you? Uh, I, you know, uh, I was really good at the standardized test being a white person like, like I am. And, uh, and past that, I didn't do anything. I went like 28 days over the high school attendance, like absentee record and all this shit. So it was a real, it started out great. It started out and great. And then kind of, yeah, it kind of fell off after a while, but I graduated. All right. Did, and uh, you went to, you went, did you go to film school? I thought I was talking to Franz and he mentioned that yes, you went to I film was, school. I was, yeah. I was going to, I was going to bring up Franz multiple times throughout this. He was, he's actually kind of the guy that got me into this whole fucking mess. And, oh, I'm sorry. Can we curse? Oh yeah. It's the internet. Yeah. You can say whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we got into, he's kind of the guy that got me into everything. We, I met him at uh, G Fest probably a year or two before you went down. If you guys went in 2007, it was probably 2005. He came in and uh, I saw him direct the thing for the Godzilla movie he was working on. And that was the first time I had saw anybody like actually shoot something in front of me. And it kind of turned the light on like, oh, you mean you can just kind of, you just kind of do this and people will like listen to you if you're trying to do something cool and you can kind of do whatever you want, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of was eye opening. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that that was kind of when your interest in this was sparked. I knew that you uh, were, were interested in it. I mean, cause I, it's, I mean, you, you'd known him for a couple of years by the time I met you, but I didn't realize that he was sort of the genesis of that. What was he working on that day? It was, it was, it was zero hour. It wasn't, it was before he was trying to get Don Fry to do a cameo. It was, he was just doing a scene in the convention where he had a bunch of people standing in a big group and like a lobby area and they were all reacting to like footsteps as they were coming closer and stuff. And it was just, it was fantastic because he, we happened to be at a convention. So everybody was really hyped up to do it. And by the time, you know, Godzilla was supposed to be upon the building, people were like screaming and jumping over top of, like shit that they had in the lobby to get away from stuff and knocking stuff over. It was, uh, it was a real treat for oh, a kid that was like, you know, 14, 13. I don't know how old I was then. Yeah. I can't believe that, that, uh, that was so freaking long ago. And and now, I mean, you know, you, I, this is a little off subject, but I, I did want to ask you, I mean, how excited are you for a uh, King of the Monsters coming out? Speaking of Godzilla. Dude, okay. Dude, I, you know, I, I get really skeptical with stuff like that. And the Gareth Edwards ones was okay for about 30 minutes and then it kind of dropped off for me, but yeah, but I don't know. Kong Skull Island people, people can, people can hate on it, but that movie was a lot more fun than I ever imagined it could have been. And if they're going to ride that energy going forward, I could, I could do, I could go for that. And the, I mean, the trailer looks wild, so, you know, I've got high hopes. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'm, I, really really trying to not get hyped because that's what happened with the 2014 one i was all about it and then it was not the movie that the trailers uh advertised at all yeah they they they, i mean i was gripped for 30 minutes i was super gripped i was into it and then they got rid of my man brian cranston and i was just like all right yeah well and i you know what for me that what it was my heart was pounding the airport scene when he showed up it was like let's here we go let's fucking go and then they cut the fuck away, and then they yeah, did it like, like hey, five it's time more times. For a rumble, and then it's like, nope, let's go to this five-year-old kid in this house watching TV. It's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that was I, I'm com- I'm completely with you on that. I I do not want the trailers, like you said, they look wild. It looks like they they did some cool things. They got the original score and all this different stuff, but um, 
uh, I I just don't want to be disappointed again. And my my yeah. hatred of Kong Skull Island is well documented, but I I can appreciate it if people do, liked do, it, do, if you do, enjoyed it, then remember, that's cool. I man. do remember listening to that being like, hmm, hmm okay, okay. <laughs> I, okay. I disagree. Yeah, right. Uh, but um, so I, like I said, I, it's it's uh, th- this one looks pretty fucking cool, and it's I mean, there's some shots that I've seen so far that it's just like, wow, they even if that shot gets cut away from in the movie just, they yeah, got exactly. that right that's what i'm so afraid that every shot in the trailer is all of the shots that you're gonna see yeah you know? yeah exactly um, but but for in 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 kong's last defense and then i'll drop it forever <laughs> for as ridiculous as that movie was the fight between kong and the big thing with the skull face it was sick yeah you know what man i gotta say there were things my hatred of that movie mostly stems from the the film making itself and the director that that made it. It the, yeah. the the it's really difficult to hate monster fights. Like I sat through exactly. that whole that whole movie, and I, like I remember the giant spider spearing the dude through the mouth, and you know all the very yep. the skull crawlers. I thought John C. Riley was funny in it. It had a couple. I will say this: I don't think I've ever said this before, but it has some redeeming qualities. Uh, all right, and. and and uh but it's still i mean overall overall i would never i'm never gonna watch it again like don't get me wrong but there's i, I sat I, through I it you, so. man. i feel you uh, um but uh let's let's uh so let's go back to you though so uh let's talk about photography specifically when did so was that you saw franz shooting this thing and uh what happened after that? I mean, did you go home and you're like, I got to buy okay, a camera? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, like it, 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 back at home, I was like, you know, I was fucking around doing like little zombie movies and shit like that that never got finished. But like once, once that happened, it was like, okay, now I'm going to actually think about this more seriously. And that's when I like, you know, started, that's when I shifted from the, the old VHSC camera to the mini DV camera. Cause that's what was, that's what was in at the time. So. That era, it was still yep. a piece of shit, but you know. I mean, I remember I had a DD camera. Started shooting stuff, and that was that. Uh, so what kind? And you just started making like short films and things with your friends, or what was the? Yeah, basically through through high school, we 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 petitioned to get uh, the old mass media program reinstated, and it took us three years. So we only got it for our senior year, but by then we were shooting like real shorts and like actually like quote unquote producing stuff. But it was just for some bullshit, you know, thing on school, high school TV. But after that, yeah, I followed. I followed in Franz's footsteps and went up to the the factory in uh, in Old Manesson, Pennsylvania, which is now I think known as the George A. Romero Filmmaking Program. Yeah, that's right. In in memoriam in uh, memoriam to him, right? That's I, I do remember. Uh, no, about that. Uh, not not uh, not specifically that. I don't think because he. Uh, he actually went up to the school to like see it and everything because he's friends with the guy that was running at the time. I don't know if he still is or not. God, for, God help me. Uh, Bob Tennell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George and George and Bob are good friends. And uh, George came in to do some like orientation videos and stuff that all the students were going to see as they were coming in. And I was lucky enough to get invited up, up there to shoot with him for a couple of days. So that was one of the highlights of my post film school career. Yeah. What did you work on with him? Uh, we just shot, basically, we shot mostly interviews, but I got to do a thing where we went into our sound room and he had a bunch of DVDs and we had like Day, Night, Dawn, Night Riders. I think we had, uh, oh God, what's the vampire movie? 
Oh, it's so good. It's just a name. I don't remember the name of it right now. I smoke too much. I, <laughs> I'm starting to see your point. Starting to see your point. But uh, I got to stand behind him and shoot him while he basically just scrubbed through the whole movies, like all like four or five of those films, and just talked about them. And I was just like, okay, this was this was worth this was worth my whole life because if it wasn't <laughs> Franz that got me into shooting stuff, it was probably the original Dawn of the Dead, which was just just fantastic. Well, that's 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 awesome, man. That's a time travel moment, is what I call those, where you wish you could go back in time and tell yourself your younger version of yeah. you, you know, as you're watching yeah. Donna, that you're going to get to do this. So that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> uh, so so you were doing mostly like movies and stuff, right? So because you do, I mean, on your Instagram anyway, obviously, is, is still photography is mostly what I what I see. From <laughs> that's that's what uh, that's what spurred this interview. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess after school, what did you end up doing? I mean, what was your, what was your goal? I was going to say after being, after being classically trained, um, I went on to do stuff that wasn't classical at all. I basically came back in town, did nothing for like two years, watched the Joe Rogan podcast every day, uh, (laughs) shameless plug. Um, and then started getting my shit together slowly and doing uh, weddings and music videos, which I still do. Uh, but not as I'm starting to get more into the photography, but weddings and music videos was pretty much my jam for, for five years. And so, uh, what have you been up to in the recently then? Like, uh, what, is it still weddings and music videos in addition to the stuff that we're about to talk about? Or is there anything else? Yes, I'm, I'm, yes. The, the work, I don't, I don't get to not do anything anymore. I just get to only keep doing more and it's starting to pile up on me because I work alone. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my head above water so far. That's good, man. I mean, it's good to be, it's better to be busy than, you know, struggling to like make a name for yourself and, you know, uh, exactly. so it sounds like you're established now. So that's, that's, that's I a could, good place to be. I don't know. I could take a, I could take a class in self-promotion or two. I'm pretty bad about that, but. Um, th- so photography is your day job then it, like, that's what you do to, for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I, uh, I spend all my money on equipment and it drains me heavily, but, uh, I just got a house this, uh, this month, actually, I've been living at my mom's house for years and years, but I just got a house in Sellersburg and it's a real piece of work, but it's got four acres of woods and I should be moved in it by August. Nice, man. Well, congratulations on that. You're a millennial homeowner. That's a, that's a rare beast right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not as, you know, virtuous as when other people do it cuz I kind of just lucked into it. But, you know, you know, I'll I'll take what I can get. Yeah, definitely, man. Um so I asked you about schooling. Okay, this is how I'll I'll lead into the the fetish stuff. Uh you this interview got spurred because I follow you on Instagram and uh and I saw you you Which posted I these I I saw you uh, posted these uh photos from this particular shoot and it was, you know, kind of dark looking, and there was this this girl and this uh, corset and all these various, you know, bondage things going on. And I was like, and I hadn't even, like I said, I hadn't talked to you in forever. I had yeah, no yeah. idea that you were. I was like, what the fuck has Jerry been doing? And so I contacted you, and uh, I said, what's you know, hey, what's been up? And you want to come on and and let me interview him on the podcast? And I said yes. And you mentioned like. I'm trying to get into the business and you're also, you're doing it with a couple, with a model that, uh, you, that I, the model in the photo that I saw. And, uh, 
so my first question is you're trying to get into quote unquote the business. What is the business? Uh, the business, uh, quote unquote, the business for me is uh, anything related to the the production of any media regarding anything of a sexually illicit nature. So I mean, I it's it's not just bondage stuff. Then. Term. Anything, anything erotic, you know. I I don't I don't go into you know I don't. There's nothing that I won't shoot. I just you know I just kind of put it under a big umbrella because I don't want to leave anything out. So how did the all inclusive? So how did this happen? How did you first start getting involved in this type of uh, type of thing? Um, I'll go ahead and answer two of your questions with this one. The other question being, how do you how does how does some prospective person look to get into the business? Um, it's funny, really. Uh, the best thing I would suggest, and this is what I did, was uh, just check around people you went to high school with, see what they're up to. Generally, if you went to a big enough high school, somebody's fucking around with some weird shit, and then you just hit them up on hit them up on Instagram like I did, and be like, "Hey, we haven't talked for a few years, but I take pictures, and you look like you're about to do some cool stuff. So, can we like, you know, put two and two together here and make make some art?" So the the, the model that I was referring to is uh, goes by Bunny. Is that is that who you mm-hmm. hit up? You went to high school with her. Yeah, we went to high school together. No kidding. Yep. Okay, because that was another one of my questions: is how did how did you uh, you meet the model that you're, you've been working with. Um, so that was it. You just, you just reached out and you're like, Hey, I, I shoot. So you need somebody yeah, to shoot this like, stuff. My, my way I, I'm, I'm kind of a prefer, perverted guy and spend a lot of my time creeping around on the internet. And occasionally you'll find that, you know, some people like sell pictures and stuff and you sit back and think, man, I guess I'm going to have to make a fake email address and pretend to be an anonymous person and send you an email and be like, Hey, I want to buy some of these pictures. And then you spend a lot of time debating what you're going to name that email address. And then <laughs> you check it out. And then and you just say, fuck it and passes. use your real one. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of time passes. And then you think, wait a minute, why don't I just, why don't I just do it? Like, I don't know. I think I spent enough time watching porn to like start to get that thing that you get after you go to film school and you start watching movies. And it's not fun anymore because you're watching how they did it, not what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Well, I mean, dude, because this was kind of another question. It's a little bit farther down the list, but I guess I could get into it now because, like, the stigma of of doing this sort of thing, I, I don't get why it's still – like, the, the, what really did it for me where I was like, nobody should ever be ashamed of, 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 of watching porn or having a particular fetish or anything uh, mm-hmm. was when they did that study – they were trying to do a study, and this was a long. I want to say this was a long time ago. This was in like the eighties, nineties, somewhere in there. They wanted to do a study on people who watch porn, but they couldn't find anybody who didn't watch it. Uh, and, oh, and maybe okay. this wasn't. Yeah, maybe this control. was. Yeah. Maybe this was more recently because because of the what happened there. Maybe they because no, they couldn't find anybody who who uh, didn't watch it. Maybe it was it had to have been after the internet really blew up. Um, but I, yeah. I saw that and I was like, well, yeah, fucking everybody, like everybody has their thing, right? Everybody. And now it's so specialized. You have things like cam girls and, and yep. all sorts of stuff. You can basically go out, just any schmuck can go out and make their own custom porn, you know? And, and they, and they do. And yeah. they do. So, uh, it's, they can and they do. it's absolutely like, I, have you even run into any stigma on that? Like as you tell, you talk about this and, and is anybody kind of still squeamish? I guess maybe older people would be, but not, 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. I've never really talked. I'm, I'm, I haven't found any any place to talk to my great aunt and be like, "Yes, I shoot <laughs> full penetration." But, but if I did, if I did, yeah, I'm sure there would be some adversity. But anybody that anybody that follows me on on social media, I I haven't heard anything from them. They usually just like the pictures. So yeah, well, it's, it works for me. It was really cool because you were so damn quiet when I met you. And you were, you yeah. know, you, you were obviously interested in this, one, but, know. but I was like, well, good for him. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, it's a cool hobby. I mean, it, not that it's a hobby for you. It's what you do for a living, but I mean, even so, just to be in it and be open about it is pretty cool. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that gets anxiety when I have to call a phone number that I've never called before. So like getting people asking, talking about porn and stuff. It was tough, but it I've got to the point now I've shot so many different strange things that it really all feels the same and it feels like work. <laughs> that is but, that proves the theory or whatever. It's it 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 is you know, if you do anything long enough you stop enjoying it, right? Yeah, well, I I still en- I still enjoy it, but it definitely is no different than other than my normal work, which is, you know, like if it's it's just not that different from a music video, except you know, you probably want to close the windows when you're shooting. <laughs> but, uh, how long have you been at it now? Then, uh, I guess we started in December. Oh wow, well, not very long. So yeah, because I mean, the way you said it, you're like, I've shot so many different things. So you've been pretty busy with that then. I I try and shoot once or twice a week. Sometimes I just do. I've been getting into trying just to do like regular modeling stuff too. Like I had this big, I personally had this big stigma about photography as a, I don't want to say videographer because that's too small of a word. I don't want to say filmmaker because that's too big of a word. Uh, I'm just a camera guy. And as like a video camera guy, I was kind of, you know, poo poo about taking pictures because it's like oh that's a whole nother fucking animal and i'll never figure it out and you know it's kind of really the same thing just you don't have to move while you're shooting and i appreciate that a whole lot so so do you i mean you do your own lighting and everything like you do the whole thing the setup and and the shooting yeah uh most of the stuff i've got there's a i got a couple cosplay pictures on my uh on my instagram that i recently posted i just shot all those in my bedroom oh no kidding uh, yeah. what sort of, uh, looking through my questions here, uh, how'd you meet? Yes. That getting involved. Uh, what surprised you about this when you, uh, first started doing it? Uh, that it didn't smell. That it didn't, that it didn't I thought, smell. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to smell. I thought there'd be weird smells. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't get phased by much, but weird smells are really off putting to me. And not once have I really been like, Oh God. Like it, like I, I, you know, that's probably me being stigmatic towards the industry, but I just thought it would be a little dirtier and it really wasn't. I was really nervous about, okay. So the first, the first thing I did is I worked for a place called the, uh, the playhouse of domination. I still work with them all the time. They're great. They're run by a woman named Cleo. She is great. Um, I went to meet her and I was a nervous wreck because, you know, I'm about to go into a fucking dominatrix house and I'm just some fucking kid with a camera in my car and I'm going to get like a fucking job interview for something that I've never done before. But I was like, all right, this is fine. I did this for weddings too. Just lie to them and it'll be fine. <laughs> it's the same thing. I went, in and, much. I went in and talked to him. I didn't even have to lie. I was just like, I was just like, hey, 
uh, I don't really know what to say to you, but if you let me just bring a camera in and shoot a session, I'll show you what it looks like. And then we can go from there. And she's like, I like that. I like that. That's really good. So, so I did that. And I, that was the first, that was probably the first video you saw. And, and that, that was, was my, uh, that was my, that was my job application, I guess. That was, uh, and you said the Playhouse of Domination. Is that like a strip club or something? Or what? what is it exactly? No, it's a, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's a business where they do kinky shit in the, in the, in the business and they shoot it. Huh, and I don't really know. What the, I guess it's a production house maybe. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's in Louisville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. they've got they've got their own Instagram page, which I really should have put in front of me, but I didn't. Uh, but any of it can be found through my Instagram, which is at Dammit Jerome D A M N I T Jerome. All right. Uh, so that was the first thing you did, and then it just are you? Do you have any other clients now, or do you just primarily work through them? Uh, I pull. I've pulled in a lot of clients through there. Uh, like just people that like sh- they have multiple girls working there at the place, and then they have some like special guests that come in every now and then when they're in town and stuff. And I've caught a couple of them just by being like, "Hey, you're in town right now. Let's shoot this weekend." And then I shoot, and they're like, "Holy shit, this is great. Let's do this again." It's like, okay, yeah, like that's the uh, that's that's basically the only way I do stuff is is hopefully hopefully you'll be lucky enough to be around me to 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 see what I'm doing because if not the chances of you finding out about me is pretty low. What is a typical session like? Like getting in, getting out, you know, and then what I mean just tell me about the process, what happens? Um uh, let's, let's see. If it's like a 90 minute session, I try and show up like an hour early just so I can start putting lights up and stuff. It takes me forever to set everything up cuz I'm like one dude, but I go in and break everything down and sometime maybe 30 minutes later, the, the, the guy will show up. Usually the girl shows up around when I do and they get ready and everything. Cause I got to change clothes and some of that shit's hard to get into. So, uh, they do that. Then the guy shows up and he's usually the most normal motherfucker you could ever imagine. He comes in, sits down, says, Hey, I kind of chit chat with him because I don't know if me talking to them is going to bother him or not, but Hey, I've got anxiety. So I'm going to talk to you. And, uh, they're the most normal people ever. And then I'm set up and good to go. And then the girl walks in, they like, you know, go over their final paperwork and all that shit. And then dude takes his clothes off and doesn't talk to me anymore. And I just shoot, you know, I don't really, I try to, I try to just be a fly on the wall as much as I can. I don't like telling people what to do because I don't want to pull anybody out of the experience that they're there for, you know? Yeah, so uh, so you're not really like you're not directing or anything. Like you're not responsible. Like yeah, they choose like, they choose the I'm setups and everything. Responsible, yeah. That's that's the way I would put it. Yeah. So they they come in. They already know what they're going to do, and you're just there to to document it. And so they would be doing this yeah. even if you weren't there. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, see. I can. Yeah, I consider myself like a like a documentarian or a combat photographer. You know. <laughs> right on. Um. I was. I guess my next question then might not might not be applicable, but I'll ask it anyway. I mean, do you have like any particular setups that you that you enjoy shooting over others? Um, I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a regular. I'm just a I'm just a regular everyday 
guy. I like shiny stuff. I like neon lights. And I like light bondage stuff. So past that, I'll do it. Uh, but it's not like something that I'm actively like coming up with ideas for. But but yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm slowly getting into into just doing my own like short films, just like not for anybody, just like artsy shit. And, uh, and then I'll, then I'll sit more in the director's seat, but for this, I just kind of, I'd, I'd try to keep, you know, I'd try to keep everything natural looking as well as I can. I got a couple of really nice led lights that are battery powered if they need to be, and they can change colors and shit. So I just kind of, it's kind of a guerrilla process. Yeah. And I mean, you've only been in it for, I mean, a couple months basically. So, I mean, you're still, you're still at the beginning of this thing for yourself anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's so interesting too, man, because like, again, like we can be as graphic. Don't don't hold back. Like you can be as graphic as you want with the descriptions and things. Cause, I mean, it is it is the Internet. And uh, that and is true. I, I'm pretty I, I, I usually I interview a lot of musicians. I mean, you've, you've listened to the show you, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know what you know totally. what I'm about. But um, it, it's interesting. Cause, I mean, you mentioned the stigma and I'm like, I don't talk about this shit, you know. <laughs> It, with anybody, I I know that certain people that I I'm uh, acquainted with uh, listen to this show that are you know might be family members or things like that, and I'm still I'm just like you know mm-hmm. yeah this is part of my life you know it's not really yeah right uh, like I'm not like, doing anything like, wrong like I'd shoot porn in my bedroom at my mom's house <laughs> you know like <laughs> kind of kind of what I do and and there's you know you kind of have to be like you have to answer the question of what are you shooting in there? And, you know, just so that way nobody will ever accidentally come and see what I'm doing. You know? Well, now you got your own I try place. To, I try or, to be open. Or, you, or yeah, you'll that, have your own place. Thank God. So thank God. You can have multiple that, that things. Removes a lot of, that removes a lot of uh, trouble. I got to say, I've been normally Kate just just plays on her uh, her uh, iPad when when we're when we're recording. She's been laughing more, I think, than any other interview I've done so far. So, oh well, that's fantastic. It's it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Uh, uh, To speak more, to speak more or less, I'll try and be less funny for a second. The stuff, the stuff that I'm really getting into a lot about this is like, I like, I know a lot of, of, I don't want to just restrict this to women because I have horrible self-esteem issues myself, but like, I know so many girls that are so fucking pretty and they talk so poorly of themselves and stuff. My favorite thing to do is to find somebody like that and be like, Hey, let's take pictures. Yes. You can delete them if you don't like them, but, but just give it a try. And like, I've gotten people in, and I've taken I've taken pictures of them, and this is important. This is just like modeling stuff, and people that have like Twitch pages, and they want to just get some get some cool marketing stuff going. And like I'll take pictures of them, and they'll like post them to Instagram and shit. And it's like, aha, this is it. Yeah, this is what I got into this for. I'm making people feel good about themselves. That's like super cool. Yeah, and you know, I gotta say, man, I know a couple of photographers up here that did one of the best possible way to meet women maybe ever you know like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is all of them they they just they do incredibly well and uh and so i mean have you have you met anybody through through your work um not not really uh just because i've been working with people that i know mostly um but people that i knew in high school that 
didn't seem attracted to me have been more attracted to me than before I've noticed. Well, that's, People that's, that that's, take pictures. that's yeah. partially just, just having like, just being an adult and having a career and your shit together. That alone. You see, you know. I don't know these things. So, I have, I've, I've got very little life experience. Spent a lot of time in this room. Yeah. Well, it, cause you mentioned you're 27 now. And that's another thing is like when you hit your late twenties, that's when like, as a guy, you start to hit your stride. People, you know, talk about being young and full of hormones and everything, but it's not, it's in your late twenties, early thirties that you really start. Yeah, to, I totally, I really, I really did those. I had, I had an ex-girlfriend who knew, who knew about that, who like knew the guy's secret and she like, and you couldn't, you couldn't even like joke about it. She would, she was very upset that, that, that men have their stride in their late twenties. And it's like, dude, you're going to be pretty for like 20 more years. Shut the hell up. But you know, it never, never works. Never <laughs> uh, what, uh, so you're, you're in, uh, you're basically in Louisville, Kentucky, which is a big city. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not, you know, I don't know what, where it is on the list of most populous cities in the country, but it's a, I've been through there and it's a, it's a sizable town. Um, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw a map of, I saw, a, I don't know if it was real or not. I saw a map, I think from sometime in the eighties of, of potential Russian nuclear targets. And Louisville was on the list. So I think we, we got something going on. Yeah. There's enough people for the Russians to feel like they, uh, they would exactly. need to take it out. If, like they'll hit something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that did you, Knox, it sounds like you had really no trouble getting started or finding places to work, uh, with this. Cause I, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't have guessed yeah. that, you know? I, I would just, it's just a bunch of happy accidents. I'd, I just kind of stumble into stuff. Like I was, we were shooting a, a Primus music video for like a contest that they were doing back at the end of high school, right after high school ended. And, uh, Primus and yeah, for Primus, they, they had a video on one. They had a, a video contest where it's like, Hey, shoot a music video oh, for us and send us in and we might pick it. And, uh, and and we did one, but while we were doing it, like we were shooting out in the street and there just happened to be two guys that were loading furniture into a place and we got to talking and it turns out that they were two guys that worked at a, uh, at a recording studio in downtown New Albany. And they were like, Hey, do you do video stuff? Cause we have like a bunch of music clients that want to do videos. And I was like, Oh really? So I started, I just jumped on board with them and started that was basically the jump start of my career around here. Yeah, what sort of music videos have you worked on? Uh, really bad ones. Uh, <laughs> the videos are just all bad. I just, it was, yeah, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but I've done some more recent ones. I'm actually, I'm shooting a, uh, I'm shooting a Kung Fu movie, uh, as silly as that is. Uh, oh, shit. That's been all around Louisville. It's basically like a 90 minute long music video. Uh, for for a guy called uh, Chad Dundee, and uh, I did a couple. I've done a couple music videos for him recently, and those were those were ones that I actually like. Everything else, I I'm I'm the kind of guy that hates everything I do, with the exception of this of the fetish work. I've actually, for some reason, I have been pretty in tune with that. I feel like, oh yeah, the other thing. I guess it's another interesting anecdote. I was, I was, I've I've got clinical depression. I'm on some kind of antidepressant, I don't know what the hell it is, offhand Lexapro or something, but back in like, back in December, I was in one of the roughest spots I think I had ever been in, and I was ready to, I was ready to go, mm-hmm. uh, and just, and just get the fuck out, and that's when I kind of was just like, you know what, let's, let's do something that like, you would want to do, you know, let's, let's like, 
try and see if we can get anybody to fucking shoot fucking porn or something. And then that went from like a, a, a dark joke to like, well, I'll just try it to like, that's kind of the thing that pulled me out of the funk that I was in. Well, that's... I'm starting to do stuff that's like, that's like, I don't know what to call it, but it's, it's self-satisfaction. I don't know. Well, it's, it sounds like, I mean, first of all, I'm glad you're still here. Uh, but, the, and, and that's a great thing that, I mean, you know, cause they always say like, if you're going to kill yourself or if you're having those types of, of feelings, do just fucking do whatever it is you want to do. If you're that fucking upset, yeah, like, you might like, as well just like, go for like, broke. Rip yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And just, just try something. And, and yeah, I, I heard a story that a stand-up comedian named Duncan Truffle told once about, about he was fucking feeling awful one day and he was driving along the West coast with his dog. And he just had this weird random idea one day to just go jump in the ocean for a minute, clothes on and everything, just go do it. And he fucking parked on the parked at the beach, ran out there, just jumped in the fucking ocean. He said it was one of the best things he's ever fucking done. And I never really thought about it until later that that was like something I should have really taken to heart a lot sooner. Yeah, I mean, because look, it's basically, I mean, you could make the argument that the universe, like, was like, no, 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 yeah, you, we, I'd like you to stick around, so because it, it, you know, yeah. it let this happen, so, and here you are. God, I wish that was how things worked. <laughs> I, uh, God. yeah, I'm, uh. That's I, why I got into making movies. Yeah, well, hey, man, uh, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I, I think it's super interesting, and I mean, the, there's, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to. Cause like, you know, I have to keep doing the show after this particular interview. Um, but yeah. uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I engage in that type of stuff sometimes not, I'm, I'm on the, uh, the, uh, not the, I'm not the receiving end of it. I'll say that. Um, but, uh, I don't think that it's, it's just something that it's just a game. That's what it is. It's a fucking game and it's fun. And as long as it's consenting adults, there's really no harm being exactly. done. Exactly. So. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like the, the, I've like, I've had situations where just in casual conversation and hanging out with stuff, like I'll, I'll overhear somebody talking to their friend to me and like, I cannot imagine why people would want to do that. And then cut forward a couple months, like I'll, I'll shoot something with them. It's like, Hey, uh, let me like tie you up for a second, just a second, if it's okay. And then just, just see what it looks like. And then you do it once and they, and then they're like, they're all the time. Well, it's, it's like, well, well, there you go. Yeah. And, and it really depends. It than, a lot more people are into it than you could ever imagine. Definitely. They're definitely. And, but the other thing is like, if somebody isn't, then that's totally fine. Like to each their yeah, exactly. own. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Cause I've done, I've done things. Yeah. I've been shooting with people where it's like, Hey, do you want to try this? It's like, eh, no, it's like, all right. The reason like, I brought up, like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's all right. Well, the reason I brought up the question about like getting started in Indiana is because like around here, there's, I mean, there's some stuff going on, but it's nothing that I would like, I'm not involved in anything around here. You know, it's just, yeah, this yeah. is like a personal thing. And I, I yeah, will I, say though, have you, have you ever been to a munch? Have you ever done any of those? I, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I was like, I know Louisville has like a munch thing and I know a couple people that, uh, do stuff with them. Uh, but I haven't done anything yet. I think the thing is right now is that 
you know, now that allergy season has started, it's officially going to not be cold anymore. So I think people will start coming out of the woodwork about shit because some people too tend to disappear for the winter and then come back out once it gets warm. Oh, right. But, but once they, but once, yeah, once, once all that starts kicking up, I know they do like a, a photography thing once a month or something. And I've got to just get over there because I'm sure that'll be, that would be uh, useful for my business. But, yeah. I meet all sorts of people there. Yeah. And I saw, I saw one set that somebody had done over there and I don't know who it was by, so I can't, I can't name them and nor would I because, oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I have to say, I went to one uh, about a year and a half ago. I was in um, Ypsilanti, and uh, I will never go to another one again because I was, I was like, well, okay, I want to try. I just want to see what it's like, and I want to see what's going on. And yeah, yeah. I went in there, and I was like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable right now. It's basically just a bunch of people standing in a circle watching something that they could get on their fucking computer at home anyway. You know, yeah. and I was like, and I didn't know anybody yeah. and I was, and I tried to meet a couple people, but I was like, this is just, it's just, this is a little much. This is a little, yeah, this is a little that's, much. That's another thing I wanted to hit on is, uh, is where, where has the subtlety gone and being creepy? Has the internet completely, <laughs> has social media ruined that forever? Where has the subtlety like, gone and being creepy? Not, like like stalking used to be like an art form and now it's just like dick pic central and that's that's awful like unsolicited stuff no fun dude millennials killed stalking that's another thing that you can add to the list of things that we killed that's disgusting yeah and now as, anybody can as do like it. a primetime stalker i'm like fucking offended <laughs> like i'm like i'm just super not into the idea that like i've seen shit where like it's like okay I think somebody's about to post naked pictures of themselves. Like, all right, this is it. And then some fucking cocksucker has to jump in and be like, Hey, show me them, show me them titties, baby girl. And then they get fucking scared and run away. And it's like, no, no. Uh, Where where did that happen? A photographer. So I can just track those people down and be like, Hey, do it together. (laughs) Where did that happen? Is that on like, I mean, where does somebody come in and go, show me those tits, baby, before there's anything to be seen? Where is that? Is uh, that Tumblr? Oh, Tumblr, of course. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Tumblr. Yeah, I'm not one familiar the, with one that. Of best, one of the best websites to find to find pictures of people you know naked that they took themselves to put on the internet so that other people could see them, and nothing is creepy about that. Huh. That I looked those up. So. Yeah, I I but, Tumblr was the one the one social media site that I have absolutely like I don't nothing i've done nothing it on was, it. i have absolutely it no frame of so reference great for porn that's it weird too so i thought it was porn. like a it was like a sjw you know like i'm sure i guarantee you that it was but like it also there was a there was a dark underbelly to that website and it was just a great place for good fetish porn like to be compiled into a single place it was great uh, they got shut down. I don't remember why they got shut down. It's some weird shit that I'm not into. So, well, it was probably, dude. It was probably stalking. It was probably people tr- taking it too far, and maybe you know, I, not leaving people yeah, I alone. Yeah, I think it was illegal porn, is what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. I blame. I don't know. Anytime it gets into legal porn on the internet, I always pretend. I pretend that we live in 50s USA, and it has to be the dirty Chinese or the Russians or something. You know. Uh is there anything that you like haven't shot yet that you want to like any particular? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, 
I want to do um, underwater photography would be really cool. Oh, just in general, like not even related to the fetish stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I just mean underwater photography. Like, you know, I've seen some I've seen some pretty cool like modeling shoots and like swimming pools and stuff. Stuff like that would be really cool. Yeah, I'd like to get more into like, you know, I'd like to jump on a, a, a medium sized production that comes in the Louisville. But man, you got to like really hunt Craigslist for that stuff unless you like go talk to one of the union guys. And I don't know. I've I, I keep thinking that I'm going to do that. And then more people like bug me about shooting around here. And it's like, ah, I guess things are just going fine on my end. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you think you're going to I mean, obviously, you're you're getting yourself a house. So you're going to be sticking around for a while, but do you see yourself ever going somewhere uh, that's bigger, that maybe has a bigger well for you, uh, for you to draw from like either um, the coasts or Chicago? Even? Well, well, like, well, like Chicago, LA, Vegas, New York, or, or one of those places. I don't know. I like Louisville because I, uh, I feel like I'm one of the only guys doing, doing what I'm doing around here. And I'm super, you know, I, it doesn't come out much because I, because like I said, I am like one of the only guys around here, but if other people are doing stuff and it's better than my stuff, it just makes me so sad. And I have a lot of trouble working because hmm. I get, I get, I don't know. You, like, like I said, I got that clinical depression is kind of a bitch. It, it shows up in really disgusting ways and I have to fight it, but. But you're doing, but you're doing, you're doing good. You're still here exactly. and one day at a exactly. time, right? Yeah. And like I said, I've been super into what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I've been, I've, it's, it's one of those things where I feel so much better that I'm hesitant. Like, it's like, wait a minute, should I feel this good? <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah. Is there's this a nothing, manic episode? There's nothing wrong with, uh, with uh, feeling good, there's nothing wrong with uh, happiness. You know, it's fleeting. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the nature of it. Um, but uh, you know, you, you you're from Indiana. You know, you know Kurt Vonnegut. He had that old saying yep. where you, if it's not if this isn't nice, then what is? That's all you have to do. Just acknowledge it. You know, that's what I do. Yep. It's just just you know, just hey, this is I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. That's I'm yep. gonna remember this. You know. So that when I'm not feeling good, I can look back and go, "Oh yeah, I did it once, so I'll probably do it again." Um, yep. But uh, yeah, man. So like, we're uh, we're kind of coming up. We got about uh, ten minutes left here. Uh, what do you got okay. coming up in the future here? What are you What are you going to be working on? Uh, well, as soon as Bunny gets back from vacation, I think we're actually going to start up her mini vids page and her Twitter and stuff, and actually start pushing her as you know an adult model. Yeah, tell me so, more about her. Be. Like, what's her story? Like, what's like, and and why why you two are basically teaming up to do that? Like, you're going to be her photographer, and and she's going to put all this stuff up. And uh, I mean, what's going to happen with that? Yeah, we. I mean, we 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 were friends in high school, and then I went went off to film school, and she did her own thing, and we we would you know we would you know, we'd do the friendly stalking thing where we just kind of you know like each other's pictures and shit and you know, keep tabs on what they're doing in life, but not actually talk. But then, uh, eventually once I started, you know, all of that shit. And then once we started doing stuff, she was the one, she was the person I shot my job interview with over at the playhouse. That's where she was working. When I talked to her, it was kind of, you know, serendipitous that it all just kind of 
happened at that time when it did. But uh, we started doing stuff, and then we were like, "Oh yeah, we used to be really good friends. This is that's why did we stop?" And then we started being really good friends again, and uh, um, and now you're going to be working together. You're going to be yeah, pretty to, much entering yeah, the business like once. Once we started getting into what we wanted to do, sorry, I'm fucking space out so much. Once we started getting into what we wanted to do, like I started listing off all of the stuff that I was trying to do, like for other people. And she was like, Hey, it turns out that I actually want all of that stuff myself. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's great. Cause now I have somebody that I can like experiment on all this shit with that won't like be offended if something's fucked up. And then at the same time, like, I can keep tabs on how like how good things do and like demographics and stuff. I'm I'm interested in all the all the underside of everything too. Like yeah, the business watching aspect what of it. yeah, like trying to keep up with the trends, you know. Right. Uh, so I mean, how long has she been doing this thing? Because I mean, it sounds like she's she more well versed. She's been in it. doing this. Uh, she uh, let's see, what did she start? I think she started doing, cause she's a, uh, she's like a piercing person. Like she does body piercings and stuff. And, uh, she started stripping a while ago and then she did that for a while. And then I think she got involved with a bunch of people and started doing that for a while. But I don't think it, like, I, like I said, I'm pretty much like, I don't know of a whole lot of people around here that are doing this. So I don't think anybody was prominent enough to be doing anything that was worth like going to check out. So I think she kind of just stayed that. And I think everybody, like when you first start doing stuff like that, it's a little, you know, it's probably a little nerve wracking putting out images and videos of you naked on the internet for everybody to see. So I think there was probably a little bit of hesitation there, but I think she had just been waiting for somebody to be like, Hey, do this shit and like kick her in the ass about it. So I've been, trying to do that as best I can, but she had been doing that for a while. And then she got in with the playhouse probably six months ago. Cause they're a really new thing. Uh, Cleo just moved here from New York, I think. So it's really weird. It just kind of all happened really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. That's one thing. That's, that's like a perfect line of events there, you know, one right after yeah. the other. Um, yep. and yeah, so I mean the whole, like, it's like the many vids thing. Like I know like women that are just, that is they make a killing off of that stuff. If yeah. you can if you can get yep. that to take off, like there's there's like they turn into investors basically. Like they'll get property yeah. and also it's it's that yeah, much up, money. Straight up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so good move. <laughs> yeah, you all, you always you always know when the when the girl's doing really good when the background of her video is an open fucking thirtieth floor window in a city. Yeah. It's like, all right, all right, nice. I bet you've got a fucking small house in the woods somewhere that you can go whenever the world ends soon. <laughs> yeah, and that's another like, thing. Yeah, actually, yeah. sticking around in the Midwest, we got all this fresh water here. That's why I'm not. Uh, that's why I don't right, plan on taking. Yeah, it right. Like you know, with the with the exception of uh, old old uh, old Yellowstone going off, like you know, we get tornadoes, but you know, the tidal wave is not going to kill me. No, nope. and if it does, it's going to kill everybody. Yeah, it'll it'll happen nice and quick. And uh but we don't yep. get earthquakes, we don't get hurricanes, like you said, a tornado every now and we, then. We we actually we have got we've gotten earthquakes before. I think Louisville's sitting on or near a fault, but it's really, really inactive. 
Oh, I, I remember one earthquake in my life. It was like a 3.0. It woke me up in the middle of the night, and it just felt like my bed was barely jiggling. Just a little bit. I was like, what the fuck is this? I and had no it. idea. I I had no idea that there that that even happened. We had I, I thought it was because of uh, they've been doing fracking around here, and that's caused yeah. some stuff. But I remember like the only one that I even heard about in Michigan was it was almost exactly like three years ago, and uh, I slept through it. I didn't even know what happened, so I can. Oh I, shit! Yeah, I was like, hey, I slept through an earthquake. Cool. It's um, really, it's really it, like I've only like I've only seen nothing when I can't imagine what a fucking like California one's like, but like it's a little unnerving. Yeah, my brother and sister live out in L.A. and they they're locked and loaded is the actual term that the the geologists have used for the thing, and that's why one of the reasons I'm like I don't I don't think I want to move out there because I would I have stuff that I want to keep and you know I yeah, just I, with yeah. my luck I'd move there I'd get everything and then that week. It, my fucking yep. apartment would fall fall apart. Um, like, dude, like, have you been out there? Like, have you ever fucking sat in LA traffic? Oh yeah, yeah, like, I've been I out there the several Santa times. Monica yeah. Pier one time, and it was like it took me an hour to get like like one point two miles. Yeah, it was like imagine if the roads break. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Well, it's it's not too bad. It depends on when you go. If it's rush hour is horrible. Rush hour is infamous. Yeah. But if you go like like from I think it's they said like ten to we'll say two somewhere that's not like lunch times and all that. Like that's not too bad. There's, there's little pockets where the freeways yeah. are, are relatively normal, but yeah, if like that, you just said Santa Monica pier, I was there last May and, uh, it took us, I mean, what would have should have taken a t- 20 minutes took an hour. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking madhouse out there. So anyway, we've, uh, we've, <laughs> we've, uh, touched on all sorts of subjects today. Um, but uh, do you have anything you want to promote before we uh, before we wrap this up, man? Nothing, nothing really. Just follow me on Instagram if you feel so inclined to do so. Yeah, it's and uh, once again that's at Damn It Jerome, and that's D A M N I T J E R O M E. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. I didn't. I feel so nasally right now. Having to spell something just feels so humiliating to me. <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm going uh, in my head. I'm like, I think this is how it's. I think that's Jerome. But uh, yeah. No, so, no, uh, dude, you nailed it. So, damn it, Jerome at Instagram, uh, and uh, we'll look out for uh, your work with uh, with Bunny. And good luck to you, man. This is. Uh, this is. Thanks for coming on. This has been really interesting to talk about, and uh, and I'm glad to hear you're doing good, man. This is. You know, it's been almost a decade since I saw you. So it's always good Hell to hear. Yeah, man. Just you know, last thing, last time we were drinking and stuff, just when we were drinking at that hotel in Chicago and running around with the airsoft guns, I was like fourteen, dude. I don't remember you being that young. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I was like fourteen. Oh man. So how old was I? I would have been like twenty then. Yeah, I mean, because I guess you, you, you kind of. Okay, I might have been fifteen if you would have been twenty-one. I was if you were. Yeah, I was around twenty, twenty-one, somewhere in there. So that's was, so funny, man. I felt so fucking cool. Yeah, no, that was a great time, man. It was, it was, I'll remember those, those, uh, excursions for the rest of my life. I remember Don, we actually talked about this when Bob and, and, uh, Franz and Kevin Jones were on back in January, Don Fry buying Bob a beer and I'm trying to get him on. Yep. I'm, I've been uh, pestering oh, Don his, Fry. yeah, his, uh, I'm trying to find a, his contact info and, uh, talk to his publicist or whatever, but, um. Oh, that would be so fucking excellent. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. He's got like an active YouTube page, I think. I've seen him do stuff. Yeah, he's on Facebook and a couple of different places. He's not very like there's no like contact info listed, but I'll I'll figure it out. I'm not worried about it. 
Um, and I'm booked. I stay booked up for like the like two months in advance is what I like to do. So uh, I'm I'm oh, good yeah, for now. But uh, but yeah, man. So uh, so uh, hang on the line. I'll give you a proper goodbye after I after I sign off here. Um, but uh, thanks for coming on and um, everybody else. I will be back. Kate's fiance is gonna be on next week. Caleb Stills, professional wrestler. Don't go easy on him. He looks like <laughs> the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones, only like you know the size of a normal big guy. You know he's not he's not seven feet tall, but he he has the same face shape and facial structure and the in the same like I mean this dude is fucking ripped. So um, if you would like to prepare any wrestling jokes you've ever had in your entire life, like I don't care if you have a binder set aside, please bring them in. We can have a lot of fun together. I pick on them all the time. It's it's great. It's free game. <laughs> I, I will keep that in mind. I already have like several like they're not jokes, but just like little things that I want to bring up, like little anecdotes of the things that because I don't really know a whole lot about professional wrestling. But uh, but um, I know enough of it to to. To, to know that it's interesting to talk sometimes, about. So. I'm going to tell you this now. Sometimes he has to shave his legs, and it's pretty funny for me for like two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, because he looks like a freaking Viking. Like he looks like hair is like he probably grows that back in a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb still is on next week. Uh, thanks again to uh, Jerry uh, McAvoy for coming on, and uh, I will be back next week. Everybody have a great week. This has been American Winer on PodcastDetroit.com.